Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talk and Tech podcast, where we talk about technology, gadgets, trends, and other innovative products from the lens of a not-so-serious consumer. Hello, Setu. Hey, Amit. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How is it going with you? It's going good. Um, the weather is improving and, and more sunshine throughout the day, so it's all good here. Yeah, yeah, I know what sunshine means out there in California, and uh, it's it's going the absolute polar opposite over here. Suddenly, the winters are over at the nick of a second, and we are properly into summers. So it it didn't take it absolutely did not take any time for winters to turn into summer out here in uh, New Delhi, and it's just you know it's already thirty one degrees. So the max temperature is thirty one degrees today, so it's going to get pretty horrible for the next six months. I'm guessing out here in India. Yeah, not I, India specifically. I I remember it used to be like a flip of a switch, like the next. It is exactly next like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One day you are kind of you know uh, with all your quilts and everything, and the next day you feel like when do you get your AC serviced? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. anyways. So our last episode, uh, Setu, uh, was pretty interesting actually. You know, uh, where mm-hmm. we kind of you know spent some time on looking at products that we really like, but areas of those products that we don't really like or actually you know some of them really really dislike mm-hmm. and i thought uh, it would be a great thing to just flip the table around and maybe talk about some products or services that have actually created a few incredible experiences maybe uh, recently in our lives or over a longer period of time and then maybe speak about that as well so uh, i'm sure you have some of those in your uh, mind as well so why don't you why don't you kick start this discussion Sure. Yeah, I I remember in the last episode when we were talking about the integration among the music streaming services, I briefly hinted on the fact that there is something available for videos and movie streaming, and and mm-hmm. I did want to talk to you about that a little bit, yeah. specific to the U.S. market for now. Uh, but it is an amazing and awesome service that I have always admired. And I think it's something um, something that all other, it doesn't matter what kind of content you're offering, but they should uh, kind of adapt that kind of um, um, service in, in all these different platforms, in my opinion, whether it's gaming, music, or anything else for that matter. So so the service is called as Muse, uh, sorry, Movies Anywhere. And okay. it, it, it came out, I think it came out to save the physical disc industry. So sometime back, I think around a decade back, when uh, when Blu-rays and DVDs were very popular, yeah. right? Um, at that time, we were seeing a slight advent of movie and video streaming services like iTunes and um, Prime Video and and even Netflix at that time, and right. and a lot of people were in a conundrum when they were going to the stores to purchase those physical movies that should they buy them because eventually sometime down the line everyone knew that um, everything is going to get digital right Mm -hmm. so uh, a lot of people were refraining from buying physical movies or physical discs and obviously that was bad for the physical disc industry so so i think all of the studios uh, who had significant investment in the physical disc industry they got together and they thought about this problem and and 
um, along came a service called as Movies Anywhere, and what it did was, at the back of every DVD or Blu-ray that you were purchasing here, there used to be a Movies Anywhere code, okay, okay. and then you would have an app on your uh, digital video streaming device uh, like Apple TV or um, Fire TV or whatever you were using at that time, or maybe a smart TV. Right or 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 just log into your computer on the movies anywhere website and then you punch that code in. It was a unique code specific to that physical disc, and what it would do is whatever movie you had purchased, it would add it to your digital library under movies anywhere. Okay, okay. so so that way you were not kind of uh, restricted um, uh, in in the sense that if physical discs go out of business or the physical industry uh, you know is not able to sustain the growth of digital media then you would still have your movie library because a lot of people and especially me and i think i i know you as well and and to a certain extent almost everyone you know if you if you are a connoisseur of anything you would probably want to build a library of some of those things so for example i i like having star wars and marvel movies mm-hmm. at my disposal i mean whenever i want to watch them i i want them to be available right Correct. So, yeah. uh, you know, people used to collect vinyl records earlier, and and then yeah. they were, was a, yeah. right. So, so it yeah. it it was to appeal to that aspect of our um, hobby um, mm. nature, and uh, that's why the service came, and and it and it was fairly popular. But then I think it became even more popular when there were different. Uh, platforms available to do the same thing so you can actually buy a movie um, on iTunes you can buy the same movie on Prime Video you can buy it on Voodoo so there are different platforms here where you can buy movie. And for, for the you know for, for clarity this only works for purchases it doesn't work for rentals by the way so okay. but how it works is now that movies anywhere actually evolved and and what they did was they let you connect all your uh, uh, video streaming services Okay, and then once you connect them to movies anywhere, let's say I bought a movie on Voodoo because I got a nice deal on that on that movie at Voodoo. Right. iTunes is not offering me that that price, or maybe I I got some Voodoo credits um, from somewhere as a mm-hmm. as part of a promotion. So, and and I have a movie there that um, I want to keep in my library, so I will purchase it there by virtue of movies anywhere being linked to my Voodoo account that movie will get added to my movies anywhere account right and by virtue of my movies anywhere account linked to my itunes library and my prime video that movie if available in on those platforms will also be available in the libraries that i have on those platforms so so literally like uh, you know justifying its name that movies anywhere means that you know you buy it on one platform but it is available to you on any platform that you want to uh, enjoy it on because you know obviously you have personal preferences i have an apple tv that is my primary content consumption device so um, i like having um, the interface of apple tv and i'm used to it so i may not want to watch it on voodoo right but at the end of the day i still own that content somewhere so I like the fact that they're not making me purchase it again on iTunes. Remember the discussion we were having so, around gaming last night? Right. So, yeah, so we are very, I think, very much connected to the discussion that we were having having in our last episode as well. But 
give me an example of how this works, right? So I'm still uh, so awesome service, and I'm actually very surprised that I haven't heard about this. Mm-hmm. I have definitely been to US multiple times after uh, 2014 or 15 when you when probably this service was released for the first time. Uh, but uh, give me an example of how this works. So let's say you buy something from iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, then do you have to connect to something called Movies Anywhere? anywhere? Is there an application that you have to connect to and then uh, it kind of, you know, uh, accumulates it all together? How does it work? Yeah. So it, I mean, Movies Anywhere, by the way, also have their own app. So so you basically mm-hmm. uh, log into their website or you open up their app on, on Apple TV. And then I've done it. I've done it in the browser. So you basically go to their website, and then it gives you the option of connecting different platforms, right? And that is a one-time activity. Okay. You don't have to do it every time you purchase something. So you just set it up when when you register for movies anywhere. You set it up. You connect it with Prime Video, Vudu, Fandango. You know all those kind of service. All those services who let you purchase movies here, right? So Netflix is not one of them, right? Uh, so Prime, iTunes, um, Fandango, and then Voodoo, and maybe a few others. Um, I, I don't recall all the names right now. But these are the major ones that people use. And then once you have connected them, that's it. Anytime you purchase a movie on any of those platforms, if that movie is available on the other platforms that are connected via movies anywhere, it will be available to you in those in those platforms. Right. So, I mean... Uh, as I said, I use Apple TV the most, so I use the Apple TV app. So as soon as I, even if I purchase a movie on Voodoo, I will start seeing it uh, on my Apple TV app as, as something that's available for me to watch, even though I have actually purchased it in another app. Similarly, I use Prime Video a lot. So if I go to the Prime Video app, it will I will see that movie pop up there that, you know, you own this and, and you know, you can start watching it right away. So that's brilliant, actually, because this is what you were talking about from a music industry perspective in the last episode as well. So this is pretty, pretty neat, actually. I really like the idea. Yes. And and think about it, right? I mean, I've already paid for the content. So yeah, why yeah. are you forcing me to pay for it again? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, the same and, discussion and, that we had. Exactly. And, and it started with the fact that it was trying to save the physical disc industry. And I think it may have helped to sustain it a little longer i mean ultimately it it, it it was inevitable for the physical disc industry to die right but at mm-hmm. least i think it it gave them a transition time because the digital streaming services you know they came with a bang and they kind of disrupted the physical market but at least it gave them some time to figure out the alternatives for the workforce and and things of that nature so yeah i really like that service and i think that's how all content um, purchasing services should behave, including games, if you think about it, right? I mean, there should be... A... That is exactly how it should yeah. behave, yeah. I mean, uh, we can we can talk about it in another episode, but yeah, I completely agree with you. Whether it is music, it's movies, or it's games, that is exactly how it should be. That is exactly how it should behave. And they should, they should not be competing on all of these things rather than competing on the quality of individual services rather than content. Yeah, yep. totally. Yeah, so that was my first one. So... Uh, what about you? Do you have something um, that you like? Yeah, so I have, yeah, absolutely. So I have uh, one which is, again, linked to movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll just do that first since you spoke about movies. So I thought maybe I'll speak about movies as well. Mm-hmm. So 
I I enjoy my movie watching in theaters, especially for the movies I really really look forward to. Mm-hmm. Anything which is a DC, whether it's a Marvel, I I don't do a lot of Bollywood uh, in theaters these days. But uh, anything that is a, a great DC or a Marvel movie, I would always make sure I watch it in theater, even if I am the only one doing that, because not everyone my, from my family would uh, be interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the last year, how things have been, yep. right? So going to the theaters and watching a movie has almost been impossible. And theaters have opened up in the last couple of months, or I think three months or so. Uh, and still, going to the theaters is a bit of a conundrum because you know you're not confident, and uh, there's always this apprehension in your mind that uh, whether whether you can go ahead and be safe out there or not, even if you are wearing masks or using sanitizers or, or whatever whatever they are taking care of within the theater premises as well which is which i'm sure is pretty good so not discounting the fact i'm i'm sure the theaters of the world are doing a great job right now mm-hmm. sanitizing their premises and making sure that people are safe but even then you know there is an apprehension in your mind so i uh, like every superhero movie this uh, wonder woman came up a few months back and i was like i have to watch this i have to watch this. i have watched every movie in the theaters actually mm-hmm. so i was extremely disappointed that i i wouldn't be able to watch wonder woman in theater and uh, i was just you know browsing through book my show you know what book my show does yep. right so book my show is an application that uh, lets you book uh, movie tickets to theaters in india uh, almost the, i think the most used application in yep. india and i was browsing through that and just you know seeing through what is available in the theaters and i found out that they're actually they're actually started the streaming services which was uh, big surprise for me i don't know how many people actually know that or how many people actually notice things like this oh nice but uh, you know yeah exactly so as a great alternative to you not being able to go to the theater and watch a movie that has recently been released mm-hmm. you can actually now just like uh, you were saying just like an itunes or a fandango or a voodoo or a, or some other service you can actually go ahead and buy or rent the same movie and then stream it through the book my show application whether it is on your phone or it is on the web browser or it is through an application on say a television or any other streaming device which was like you know amazing for me so uh, i mean i i'm somebody who would not mind paying money to get the best quality content mm-hmm. uh, available mm-hmm. to me and uh, i was very impressed that you know i i didn't have to go to a point where i have to start looking around for this movie through means that are not really correct yep. just mm-hmm. because of my own need of watching that mm-hmm. movie and i could you know easily uh, rent it out of book my show and then watch it which was really cool and i thought it was a great feature addition uh, to the portfolio of the features that a company like book my show already has it was very thoughtful of, of mm-hmm. them not only thoughtful i'm sure this was more like a business need as well right so where else would you watch a movie that has just been released uh, there is those movies are not going to come on any on any ott platform uh, this soon so it was a great addition and i was pleasantly surprised and uh, i could watch the movie the movie wasn't very good so full disclaimer <laughs> the movie isn't really that good and a little bit disappointing because i'm a huge fan of one not as good as the first one certainly uh, yeah yeah not as with the first mm-hmm. one and uh, you know a little bit disappointing i mean it's stretching so yeah. much that you know the the uh, the fact that it was a it was a superhero movie it just it just wasn't coming up it 
felt like some other movie altogether. Uh, but having said that, the whole point is that that service being available and you being pleasantly surprised uh, to you know be the benefactor of a service like this was just amazing for me, and I I felt so much gratitude for uh, the the product people who devise such ideas and then get it onto the platform and make it working for the people out there. So those are the ones who are really you know thinking about. problem sustaining business and then addressing a real user issue in a way which really uh, you know it impacts you know it it has an impact at the end of the day just like the one that you were explaining earlier yeah well. and and can you so, can you watch it on demand or do you have to watch it at certain times like at the show time or something like that no if you buy it you can just watch it at any point in time if you rent it it exactly works the almost works the same way as it works on itunes you have a limited time to watch it and when you once you start watching it you have to finish it within a within a particular period in time so that's how that's how and just out of curiosity how how is the pricing is it reasonable comparable yeah so the pricing is on the higher okay. side uh, no doubt about that so i think the pricing was fairly high it was if you remember your days back in pvr it was comparable to the gold class prices that we used mm-hmm. to have out here mm-hmm. so uh, but it is a premium service right at the end of the day and uh, i would still say that for people who really have to watch that content i mean you can survive without watching that content right <laughs> but for people who really have to watch it and still are apprehensive about going to the theater mm-hmm. they would uh, they would shell out that extra money to get that experience mm-hmm. interesting yeah um and and the fact is that uh, you know you mentioned it briefly while you were talking about it but i think the the usp is that uh, the movie they they probably have the rights to the content way before than all the other ott platforms so it's it's you you can actually watch it while it is in theaters right exactly so that is the best part about it so you you won't believe the amount of struggle i had to i i almost bought the hbo max subscription mm-hmm. uh which was which is i think what around 16 or 17 us dollars it's not like it's not about the mm-hmm. money but i knew that i would be doing it only for this one movie and i was very apprehensive of that and i would have to hook on to a vpn connection and do some magic mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. as well and all of that was suddenly washed away uh, because i found this and it it wasn't something that was advertised uh, as mm-hmm. much and i believe they might it might have been good had they done it uh, but uh, i i found that it was a great alternative and you know there's absolutely nothing that you need to do it's straightforward way of watching something that you really want to watch interesting yep that is certainly something um interesting i did not know about yeah all right so your turn now <laughs> to what is the next one that you want to go for i have um so i have a very small hidden feature i don't know how hidden it is but um i think i think i like it a lot remember i was talking about apple acquiring shazam um in one of our previous mm-hmm. episodes right so and we were all wondering how they're going to use it what are they going to do with the company i mean it made sense for them to buy it and and honestly i feel every music streaming service should have a shazam like feature in built right uh, just the fact that you can have your phone listen to whatever it's playing around you and identify it right it, it's just amazing because a lot of times you find yourself in that situation that um you know you are you're at a crowded place or you're at a restaurant where they're playing a music that you like and and you would just want to have it uh, in your library or some sort of playlist uh, 
and Shazam does that, does that for you brilliantly. So when Apple acquired it, they did not do anything. They just let it um, execute like a standalone app. But recently in iOS 14, I believe, they integrated Shazam in the iOS control center. So this is the thing that you bring up or down, depending on which phone you have, mm-hmm. um, by swiping your finger from the top of the screen to bottom or from the bottom of the screen to up. And then you would see, you, you probably have to add it. Uh, you have to edit the control center and add the um, music identification uh, thing in there. That's what they're calling it, music uh, identification or something like that. I, I don't remember the exact term that they're using, but they're not calling it Sazam. The, the logo is the same. The icon is the same, but they're calling it something else. I'm checking it right now. It's music, music recognition. Yeah, you're right. And then once you add it, it you know, at earlier what it, what it entailed was that you would have to unlock your phone and then open the Shazam app and then ask it to Correct. tap tap on it to start identifying. That would probably take a few seconds, right? And sometimes those few seconds were the difference between successfully being able to identify that track and not. And obviously, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. always... Uh, convenient for the user to just go through those kind of tap sequences and unlock, uh, especially, you know, given that we are all wearing masks now and maybe some people are wearing gloves. Mm. So so now all you have to do is bring the control center up and then tap on that icon or that button and then, and it would just subtly, in typical Apple fashion, it would subtly in the background start doing its work and for the next 10 or 15 seconds it would um, listen to whatever is playing around you, and then as soon as it is, it is, it is able to identify what song is that. It will just give you a subtle, you know, pop up that you know music recognition has identified this song, and then you can tap on it, and it will take you uh, to that song. I believe in Apple Music. So, but it just works brilliantly oh, okay. every time. So, and it's way easier to do it now. Uh, even when you are driving, right? Imagine doing all those steps when you are driving. You know, it's not safe. Uh, but now it's just, you know, just right. a drag and then a tap. <clears throat> so if you're listening to radio and there is a song that's coming up and then you want to identify it, you can potentially... I mean, I can teach my five-year-old kid to to do it. Uh, so that's how <laughs> easy it is. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that was the... So it works on... Uh, it works whether you are listening to Apple Music or to Spotify or through any other music service. It just works. Well, if you are yourself listening to something on your phone, then it won't work. I mean, uh, because uh... because you, you should ideally know what is playing if you're listening yourself, right? If you're on mm-hmm. Apple Music, and just you can just wake up your phone and it will show you what is playing. This is basically right. for when something is playing on someone else's device. When you are listening yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So yeah, that's what I wanted to just talk about because I, I well, see that is, that, value. Is, that is actually fantastic mm-hmm. and yeah, that is fantastic and while you were saying that I was actually doing it on my phone and I, I didn't know about that and uh, I can see that it is very easily accessible and I'm sure yeah. it is uh, very easy, easily usable also. Yep. All right, so uh, do you have another one to talk about? Yeah, I have another one to talk about. And this is a little bit different. So I'm not going to talk about uh, technology or gadgets as such, although everything is enabled by technology at the mm-hmm. end of the day. There's nothing that's hidden from that. Uh, this is a very, very specific use case. It's maybe something that you can identify with, given that you have you have a daughter that is almost who's almost the same age as my, mm-hmm. my son is. 
I think maybe you know one year uh, difference between these two, or maybe yeah, a couple, couple of years. years. Uh, yeah. So my my kid is almost six now, uh, and he is a big fan mm-hmm. of Legos, uh, which almost all kids this age are. But he's like a you know a, a pro level Lego <laughs> maker, and uh, he yeah he he really he really likes uh, assembling Legos, and he would you know if you give him a new set he'll. work hours and hours on the mm-hmm. same day but he'll make sure that he has assembled it completely very nice uh but it's yeah. a great thing right yeah it's a great thing i mean we we like him spending time on things like this rather than uh, watching videos or you know consuming content any, online any any activity like that, that doesn't involve a screen is good <laughs> exactly exactly yeah, you know you would you would associate yeah. with that but then legos are bloody expensive and uh, yeah. every uh, every lego set that you buy whether it is a small set or a mm-hmm. large set uh, depending upon the number of pieces in that set the price just exponentially mm-hmm. goes up and uh, it dents your pocket heavily if you have to do it like maybe twice a month if you have to buy two lego sets because once a lego set is made and it's mm-hmm. created then the charm of that set is no longer <laughs> that much as it is when it has not yep. been assembled and you are basically you know doing some creative things with it but that charm suddenly goes mm-hmm. away and then you also have baskets full of uh, lego pieces lying around in your house which is also extremely non sustainable yep. for a for a for a you know for your storage spaces so i was uh, I, and you would want your kid to continue doing things like this because it's really creative and i was actually looking for something which could you know get me away from buying so many legos and uh, purchasing you know, the typical purchase cycle of having two lego sets purchased every month and then you know there are cheaper alternatives available in the market so i actually tried a few cheaper alternatives but they are really mm-hmm. bad and you know you can easily guess why lego is the champion of this market because things just work when they are legos and every cheap alternative that i bought uh, that didn't have didn't have that experience didn't have that feel and the pieces don't stick together mm-hmm. very well so it's actually frustrating for the mm-hmm. kids also so i was actually you know scouting for what what can i do about this and how can i you know uh, uh, reduce my expenses on legos and i found this very cool service uh, in india called fun mm-hmm. station and this is obviously only for india i don't think this uh, exists in outside of india because this is coming out of a, a local place in india and this is this uh, person who runs this website who's himself a lego fan i've read a little mm-hmm. bit about them and they have uh, a lego rental Ooh. service so exactly what i was actually looking amazing. for so yeah yeah actually amazing you know again an uh, example of a real world mm-hmm. problem that you are going through and then you suddenly stumble upon somebody who has solved that problem i really any time something like this happen i admire the creative mind of a mm. human being because it is an actual it's it's not a problem that only i face i'm sure a lot of parents with kids of this age or even kids of uh, age more than what i'm talking about have a similar issue and uh, this website actually you know operates pretty much in a similar fashion as any rental service would so you enroll into there are different tiers of plans you can enroll into a particular plan and then it uh, it, it takes a security deposit and then basis what you are purchasing Uh, this is what you are renting out a particular set you have to pay them probably 1/5 or 1/6 of the cost of that actual set and then you get to keep it for 30 really? days uh, you do whatever yeah. you want to do 
and then uh, the most amazing thing you know some products are very thoughtfully mm-hmm. created and uh, uh, in a rental service you would when you get something like this for the first time you are kind of you know apprehensive about what is going to happen how am i going to mm-hmm. return it what if i lose some lego pieces how will they charge me for that or will i be penalized for that and all of that has been taken care of in their documentation uh, they have a they they basically said that they have a limit of the number of pieces and the kind of pieces that you can mm-hmm. actually lose before they start penalizing mm-hmm. you and uh, the uh, the pack that they send mm-hmm. out to you uh, in which the rental uh, lego has been sent to you actually has the return baggage inside it so all you need to do is you open that pack up you use all these legos and then inside that there is a pouch that mm-hmm. you pull out and then replace all the lego sets back into the bag and push it back in uh, stick the return envelope which is uh, also available in mm-hmm. that original box and just give them a call or just whatsapp mm-hmm. them and they will send out a fedex person to collect it just works so mm-hmm. seamlessly that sometimes it kind of you know surprises you that you know you were facing this huge problem of uh, uh, how how do you get rid of uh, not only the space constraints in your house but also the money that is bleeding out of your wallet and suddenly most of that problem is solved through a pretty unique business model it's very interesting uh, very very interesting good for the kid yeah exactly good for the kid good for the parents in fact they have something called a uh, a kid runner kind of a thing an entrepreneur uh, taking a cue from entrepreneur where kids obviously not kids of uh, not kids that are our kids ages but maybe kids that are a little mm-hmm. bit older who used lego sets within their house who have used lego sets within their house they can actually you know enroll for that program and then rent out their lego sets so it's more like uh, they're crowdsourcing sort of, you know, it making a marketplace yeah. of sorts yeah it's crowdsourcing <laughs> yeah it's a marketplace of sorts so and then the kids will get like a 15 to 20% cut off the rental uh, if that if their set is actually rented out which is brilliant i think that you know just whoever is thinking all of this out brilliant idea and i wish them really all the best because they are solving a really critical problem we should, in my we opinion. should get this dude on our podcast and talk to him about this <laughs> yeah 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 i think we spoke about this yeah. offline setu but yeah i'm going to i i do speak with someone mm-hmm. out there who does all this for me but uh, i am going to try and get this uh, whoever is owning this enterprise i'm going to try and get them on the podcast and have probably in q and q and a yeah i mean i'm i'm super impressed because um i totally understand that uh, that conundrum that you are in and i'm i'm a big lego fan myself actually i mean forget about kids you know i mean uh, when when we grew up in india uh, we did not have access to um a lot of lego sets at least my family did not have access i didn't even know what lego was until i was like i came here probably or maybe yeah same here so yeah. um, i mean i am reliving my childhood uh, uh, memories or whatever with yeah. with my kid these days when when and now she is she's up yeah. she's big enough to work on like regular lego sets because earlier she she we had to get her yeah duplos yeah so now she's big enough to work on um, the regular ones and we recently completed the uh, san francisco golden gate bridge one the the lego architecture model yeah oh, awesome and i would love awesome. to have a similar kind of service otherwise it's usually uh, hand me downs here i mean i am going to reach out to friends or family here and see if they have some 
uh, kits you know lying in their storage or somewhere that they can um, that i can borrow um, otherwise it's fairly expensive over expensive over here too i mean legos are not cheap so it's it's amazing if yeah exactly yeah. legos are not cheap Yep. so it's it's a really nice service i i i i'm going to look for a similar service here too and then how does it work? i mean is someone counting all the pieces when you send them back or do you know how that works someone <laughs> is someone is counting when they are sending it out to me and someone is counting them when i'm sending it out to them back because when it comes to me it comes really nicely mm-hmm. packaged uh the same kind of pieces are in one ziplock bag and there are multiple ziplock mm-hmm. bags when of course i send it back to them i have everything <laughs> mismatched in uh, all the ziplock bags and when i send mm-hmm. it out to them and they count it again because there was an instance where five of those pieces went missing and then they messaged me that they actually messaged me with exact picture of uh, the pieces mm-hmm. that were missing and i was you know lucky enough to find them lying around somewhere in my house but uh, Uh, that's what i'm saying right it, you don't mind all of these things even if they would have penalized me like whatever amount of money for those five mm-hmm. pieces i'm just so impressed with this whole uh, supply chain thing that i wouldn't have yeah. minded that much yeah. honestly i can imagine interesting very interesting all right. right so i have one more that i want to briefly touch on if we have some time i'll i'll try to be brief about it but remember that um, uh, we spoke about Uh, various music streaming services and the fact that um, I I am subscribed to a bunch of these, and um, I yep. I recall you know our our friends WhatsApp group making fun of me for subscribing to so many music streaming services. <laughs> um, but the fact yeah. is that uh, you know uh, the the reason I I'm able to sustain that from a financial standpoint is that I I'm subscribed to all those services. um from from their indian um you know store or, or whatever they call it basically so i'm not paying the the subscription price um in us dollars i'm paying that in indian rupees and there is a significant difference everything okay. all the music streaming services are basically five times as expensive in us as they are in india so apple music yeah apple oh, music wow. individual subscription is i believe about Uh, 120 rupees per month and the one that i have subscribed to are is the family service which is i think 179 rupees a month and that gives and that, that gives me uh, f- the ability to link five more apple ids right so so the way i have it set up is i have an apple um, icloud family set up and and that is also from an itunes or apple id based out of india and i still use that um uh, because it's 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 cheaper to uh, purchase storage purchase apple music even purchase or rent movies from the indian mm-hmm. itunes store than it is to pur- purchase or rent them from the us itunes store um uh, of course mm-hmm. there are times when there is a content which is not available in the indian uh, itunes store for rental or whatever in which case i do have a us apple id that i can switch to and and rent it but uh whenever i have to rent a movie from apple or purchase a movie somewhere then i first go to my indian itunes store account and then see if it's available there because it's significantly cheaper and that's kind of a hidden i wouldn't call feature but it's a hidden loophole that a lot of uh, people or friends uh here who have moved from india haven't been able to ex- 
explore yet so whenever i talk to someone and i explain them the process they are very interested in kind of um you know you utilizing this option because otherwise you end up paying almost five times the price and and the bigger challenge and for, even if you forget about the price the bigger challenge is the content catalog because if you subscribe to apple music content, from yeah exactly or spotify from us the main homepage will primarily show you the us catalog right so over time as you listen to yeah. more bollywood music hindi music then you potentially would see recommendations on the home screen but i think it would still assume that since you are a us subscriber you are accessing the service from us it would still you know give you a lot of new releases and other information based on the us market which which might be something that you want yeah. but i'm not in that group so i prefer to listen to new releases from india so it works out perfectly for me so that is actually brilliant you know uh, and uh, i'm surprised that you know the the stereotypical indian would always find out a way of uh, managing their services in the yes. least cost yes. cost effective most mm-hmm. cost effective manner mm-hmm. which you have done and i'm surprised that uh, uh, there are folks out there probably they just don't care or bother as much and you know they just uh, use whatever is available to them but i think this is a really smart way of managing your content and manage your money managing yeah. your money and well. and one of the reason why they haven't been able to do and i understand especially with the apple um uh, music thing is because it is directly linked to your typically usually linked to your icloud account and moving your icloud Correct. account to another country is a big deal right so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm oh, not my. talking about transferring yeah. but basically essentially moving all your devices to a new mm-hmm. icloud account so it comes with a lot of steps right so i think a lot of my friends haven't been able to do that because of that because they're so deeply integrated with the current account they have that it would require a tremendous amount of effort to move everything to an india based account they can still do it but obviously you know and then it's fairly easy with spotify or prime music because your your devices are not tied to them you just log out and and log in with the other account and and you're all set um, obviously you're going to lose your um playlists and liked music which is where the thing that we talked about Correct. last episode probably would have helped but yeah um yeah I'm, and and spotify has their own um you know location based restrictions and and things of that nature because i also have a spotify family account uh, which which me and my wife use and, and and my parents in india use but uh yeah it it won't let you add a new family member unless they are in the same physical location um as as you are oh. so yeah we can we can talk about those things in details in another episode but but that's something um that i really like and and the flexibility obviously comes with some level of compromise uh, as it involves some additional steps and and things of that nature but at the end of the day i'm saving money i'm i'm seeing the content um the catalog that that suits my preferences and listening needs and and that's a win win for me absolutely absolutely and i think uh, i think that is what you eventually mm-hmm. want right and folks like us would actually go ahead uh, and take these additional steps to manage their content in the best mm-hmm. possible way uh, so i would assume i would assume that this piece of information yeah. would be useful to anybody who's listening in and maybe you know missing missing all of that content exactly all right so i think this was a really interesting discussion stuff that you actually told me i had no clue of setu so this was uh, definitely uh, worth knowing for me and i'm sure worth knowing for our listeners as well yep 
and and uh, likewise for me i mean i did not know about book my show or the lego thing i am certainly going to tell my parents and other friends in india about the book my show rental service so thank you for bringing that up yeah yeah not a problem all right then i think we have uh, come to the end of today's episode so until next time yep take care thank you good night bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of the talk and tech podcast hosted by amit tripathi and me setu garg we would love to hear your comments and suggestions amit's twitter handle is at unusual rant and mine is at setu garg music for the podcast is produced by nomadic lust cover art design is by malvika tiwari you can find the link to the artist's pages and our twitter handles in the episode's show notes until next time take care and goodbye